Hey, all you sexy bookworms. Welcome to this special episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. This episode features spicy, mature content, and the topics discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Please, take care as you listen. Now, light some candles and make yourself comfortable as we get ready to go deep, deep into this book, that is. (laughs) We hope this episode is as good for you as it was for us. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shit We've Read After Dark. I'm Emma Skies. I am your main host for tonight, which I found out about five minutes ago. Super, super ready for this. Pretty sure we've told you before. <laughs> I have never heard this in my life. This is brand new information. Somebody pull up uh, receipts, please. Um, I will be bringing us through this uh, tonight because this is my choice. It was it was my turn to pick this time. And uh, <laughs> with me tonight are my co-hosts, uh, Laura. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> hosting hosting is gonna go great. I'm excited. Bella, how you doing? Good. Excited to talk about this book. Get into it. I'm I'm very excited for you guys to talk about it as well. <laughs> Specifically for you guys. And uh Jason, how's hello, it going? Hello. How it's you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I feel like of all of us, yours is the opinion I'm most curious like very curious, and I don't think I have even a basis of what I think you think of this book. I don't know how to take that. Um, I just feel like I need to drink a lot more so that whatever I see is the the most honest possible. Fair enough. So bear with me to take a big drink. While he does that, (laughs) our book this month was Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRue. As I mentioned, this was not only was this my choice, this was a reread. I chose this book not only knowing what it was, but having read it before. So I'm really putting myself on the line with with suggesting this book to you guys. Uh, This is the first book in a trilogy, the Souls trilogy. Although the books are interconnected, you can read each of them alone. This first book focuses on Ray and Leon. And uh, should we just jump into the synopsis? Let's do it. Uh, You know what, Rico? Why don't don't you read it? Why don't you read the synopsis? (laughs) Uh, I feel like you guys did this last time, too. Last time you made me read it. I, I, I love that Rico's just our scapegoat for oh, After Dark, man. all things cringy yeah. and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know I what feel this like is this about one you. isn't as cringy as last time, so I could do it. I could do the synopsis. Okay. Here is a synopsis. There's two roles, so I'll be changing my voice very slightly. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is why you're reading it. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Leon. I earned my reputation among magicians for a reason. I fucked up already. Start over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to mute myself. Don't look. Leon, I earned my reputation among magicians for a reason. One wrong move and you're dead. Killer, they called me, and killing is what I'm best at. Except her, the one I should have killed. I didn't. The cult that once controlled me wants her, and I'm not about to lose my new toy to them. Ray, I've always believed in the supernatural. Hunting for ghosts is my passion, but summoning a demon was never part of the plan. Monsters are roaming the woods, and something ancient, something evil is waking up and calling my name. I don't know who I can trust, 
or how deep this darkness goes. All I know is my one shot at survival is the demon stalking me, and he doesn't just want my body, he wants my soul. <laughs> you know what makes it a little more awkward as I'm reading is I cut away from seeing you three. So like strangely that makes me more nervous. Cause I can't Interesting. I can't see what your reactions are. <laughs> I mean I muted myself to laugh at you, so that's that that right. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and it's not just you, it's just I was like, how are we gonna talk about this on the podcast? Like Ooh. it's fine reading it, but I don't know how I'll be able to talk about it. So. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Rico it. Rico drinks deeper. <laughs> Need a lot of drinking. As a reminder to our listeners, this is an 18 plus book. This is a very mature content. And to its credit, it starts on page one with a content warning, which I will share with you all now. Uh, This book contains graphic violence and sexual content. It is not intended for anyone under the age of legal adulthood. All characters depicted herein are over 18 years of age. This book is not to be used as a resource for sexual education or as an informational guide to sex or BDSM. The activities depicted within this book are dangerous, and the scenes within this book are not meant to depict realistic expectations of BDSM or fetish-related activities. Some contents within this book may be triggering or disturbing to some readers. Reader discretion is strongly advised. The kinks and fetishes within this book include consensual non-consent, breath play and choking, blood play, spit, swallowing, bodily fluids, needle play, body modification fetish, pain play, fear play, public play, bondage, restraint, spanking and impact play, erotic humiliation and degradation, raw sex and sex without a condom. Three hours So that's what we've got going on. And here's a funny story about that. Here's a little fun fact about that. So I found this book because I was scrolling TikTok one night, as one does. It's about three o'clock in the morning. And somebody was talking about this book. And they must have said like a number of keywords that just like activated my brain. I didn't even finish the video I was watching. I opened Amazon and I bought this book. And then I didn't finish the video. So I didn't really know that this was an erotica novel when I bought it. So a couple days later, it comes in the mail. I don't even remember ordering it because I was half asleep. And I'm like, what did I buy? And I open it up to page one. And that's what I see. <laughs> and I had no idea what I had just done. <laughs> so I, I went into this with about about as much uh, forethought as you guys did. But I decided yeah. to give it a shot. That content warning was scary. Uh, the needles, like all the bodily <laughs> fluid stuff. I was like. Is this my worst nightmare? What what have we done? Um, I will say that that now having read it, um, it's not as scary as it looked. At least in context, maybe I'm just dark and twisted, but I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. No, um, and that's one of the things that I, yeah. I, whenever I tell people about this book, I say the same thing. I was like, the, the content warning might be a little much in the beginning, but it's aggressive. I think yeah. it's aggressive. But I, I think what she does is basically if she even hints at like mm-hmm. a, a modicum of anything she puts it in that content warning so you are not surprised by anything that happens and i really appreciate that she does that i did too i think that just makes you a very informed reader so going into it i was like all right buckle up kids i don't know what's gonna happen but there's needles and bodily fluids <laughs> and like spit and okay okay we're but i i trusted the process i was like emma wouldn't lead us down a bad path <laughs> So I don't know if trust, I agree with that, but we're going to trust. The, I, well, I know that Emma will lead us down a dark and twisted path, but I knew <laughs> that it was not going to be like bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't wow. know. I don't know what my bar for bad is anymore after reading these books. <laughs> wow. But this was not bad. I think the content warning had a bigger bark than bite. Yes, I would I would absolutely agree Agreed. with that. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. And I appreciate it because going into it, I was like, all right, these things are gonna happen. I know what they're gonna look like. They're gonna happen. I will say I also have the Kindle edition of this book. And in the Kindle edition, it does, and this happens with a lot of Kindle books. Um, it starts like if you open it up on your Kindle, it starts on page one, not on the content warning. So on a lot of Kindle mm-hmm. books, if you want to see if there's a content warning, you have to physically scroll backward to look for the cover. Yeah, I think Kindle I will start it on page it. one. I think I accidentally found it because I have the Kindle Oasis, so it has the physical buttons. Mm-hmm. And so like I think I hit a button and it took me to the content warning, and that's how I found it. Um, I also was, I think, looking for it because I remembered you mentioning that uh, when we talked about the book. So I was like, no, I should read that. I think that's important this time. I was like, I'm glad I read that. <laughs> given given the list of everything that we just talked about, what what was there anything in particular that stood out to any of you in that content needles. warning? Needles. So needles was the big one for Bella. Um, blood play. I probably would probably be the most at, at face yeah. value, the most disturbing of all of them for me. Uh, I agree. That one and, and, needles. I, and I feel like the content warnings are kind of like horror movies for me, where my imagination goes yes. immediately to 100%, right? Yeah. Like, it's yes. like, I'm immediately yes. picturing the worst possible mm-hmm. things ever. But then in the context of the story and reality, you- it's so minor. It's just like, so like, oh, okay, technically, there was at least one drop of blood. So it counts as blood play. But it was totally fine. You know, it's, it's, you- it's one of those situations. So do you want to know where my mind went with the needles? Like trigger warning for anyone who doesn't like needles. But like I totally pictured like acupuncture level type shit of people willingly putting needles in. And and I was like, ew, ew, I can't. Like not to kink shame, but I can't, I can't handle that. Like I don't like needle imagery. Um, I can take shots just fine. Totally fine at the doctor. Don't faint. But like you get into like horror movies that involve like things under the skin and Ugh, no, that's a no for me, dogs. So I was very concerned we were gonna get into some consensual needle play, and I was not, I was not about it. But I was like, trust the process. I think Emma warned us about this, uh, this content warning. So I'm just gonna charge ahead. And if I really can't do it, I, I just, I'll turn it off. But it, that, it never got to that, so that was good. Rico, I'm curious what you thought about blood play. What you thought was gonna be it? I don't because you I- said that was the worst. Yeah, I don't think I pictured anything sp- specific, but I, I, my mind immediately went to like gory horror movies, right? Whereas there's just a lot of blood, a lot of guts, um, same thing with the needles, kind of like just like full Hellraiser, just like needles in things like. Which we can confirm non-spoiler, that is not the thing. No, is, no, it, is, no. it is not no, like that. No, 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 no. So yeah, I, I, I purposely try not to picture anything. I'm just like, oh, okay, blood play, we're going to get some needles, we're going to get some blood, we're going to get this, this, this. Um, but go in with an open mind, just try not to make assumptions, just dive in. And also I had the benefit of Emma having already read this and, yeah. and posted on Goodreads that all these content warnings weren't nearly as bad as they could be. And so I was like, okay, if Emma's saying we're good, then I think I think we're okay. Um, that was your content warning warning. You were <laughs> honestly, it was necessary, and I think more books should have yeah. that. Yeah, Laura, was there anything that stood out to you? Um, 
I don't know. I kind of already figured going in that it wasn't going to be as bad as it sounded. Um, but I think, I think, and I feel weird saying this, but spit kind of grossed me out a little bit. Yep. No, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Uh, <laughs> Rico. <laughs> Interesting reaction. Something. <laughs> Um, things the audio listeners miss out on but it's, that's, that's just for us yeah. <laughs> let's just say I'm learning a lot about Rico right now just in those little nonverbal cues not even 50 minutes in not even 15 <laughs> minutes. we haven't even started talking about the book really we're on the content warning <laughs> we're even gonna hit page one yeah I will say the like <laughs> pre-page the, the one that got me the most and, and like followed me through the whole book was the swallowing bodily fluids I was real worried about that the entire book. <laughs> Could be anything. And then what I thought, like what I was worried about never happened. But like, I felt like I was tense for it the whole time. So reading it this time around, knowing that there was nothing involving urine, which is the one I was worried about. Mm. I was like, that's kind of, that will be my line in the sand. I will have to close this book and walk away. So reading it the second time around, knowing that wasn't coming, like, I w- it was it was a much less tense experience. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> I thought that too, but I didn't say I, anything. I Jason. didn't think it, and I'm really glad that I did not. <laughs> anyway, now maybe we can just make this episode where people can watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So non-spoiler reviews. I'm very, very excited to see uh, what you guys thought of this. On my screen, uh, you guys are stacked Laura, Bella, Rico. So I guess we'll just go in that order. Um, and then I'll, I'll go last. So Laura, what do you think? <laughs> okay, so um, we we read Destri- Desperate Measures for our first After Dark episode. Yes. And that was technically my first erotica book. So I'm really just comparing the two at this point. Um, so I, I really liked this, this yes! book. Yes! Um, it's a win for me. It, it, well, and I expected <laughs> it to just be, like, all about sex. Like, that's really it. I mean, obviously, it is definitely about the sex, but I loved that it actually had a plot. And for the most part, it made sense. It wasn't just strung together to get us to the next scene, or sex scene. To the so next, I, to the next I, climax? I You feel good about that? I do. I really do. I stand by it. <laughs> I'll say it again if you want me to. <laughs> I, I I I had fun reading this. It was it was interesting. I mean, there were definitely things in there that weren't, you know, my my kind of thing that I just kind of tried to read through quickly because it, you know, it doesn't interest me. But yeah, I I I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yay! Okay, all right. That's one win for me. I'm counting each of you that likes it as a win. Uh, Bella, what'd you think? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know right off the bat. I did like the book. I also really like the plot was actually really good. I, I didn't know going into it, like what to expect. Like Laura said, like, I've only read one other one, uh, which was the, the Kraken, uh, one. <laughs> so my bar was pretty like iffy on this. Like, where is it gonna, where is it gonna rank? Cause I was also pleasantly surprised by that one. I think like I would say that I also liked the Kraken book, um, but stalked by the Kraken. That's the full title. Um, so, yeah, I really like the plot. I actually was really interested in it. I feel like that 
without all the sex scenes, that kind of plot is something I would have read like at any point in my life, like in high school, like it could have been a YA novel. Like it felt, it reminded me of Twilight a lot. Like this felt like Twilight fan fiction with a twist, a huge twist. Um, just, it was definitely not Edward and Bella, uh, doing things here. Um, they're a little bit more vanilla. And I thought like that was crazy back in the day. So this is like a whole new awakening. Um, yeah, definitely. Like there were moments that, you know, I was like, okay, this is like not my kink. Um, but you could still appreciate it. Like the author was really good at writing and like putting you in the mindset to where it was like, I see how this person is enjoying this. And that made it like good to read. Um, right. So yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised, especially after that content warning um it was a really good book and i'm gonna read the rest of them like i'm gonna read the sequels because i'm like i would like to know what happens in this like crazy small town um of demons and ghosts and other things so yeah two wins liked liked it enough to read continue reading so it's pretty this is a big win all right rico Rico. um i (laughs) thought this book was okay Uh, uh-huh yeah. expand on that yeah yeah i i, I wouldn't like dislike it at all i i agree that there was a plot like there was more of a plot <laughs> than i feel like in some in some past spicy books that i have read either with you guys or independently um however where it kind of fell short for me is i kind of wanted to go in either one of either direction either go full spice and i don't even care about the storyline or just give me more of the storyline and leave out the spice. So I felt like it kind of tried to do both and didn't really succeed at either for me. Um, I didn't really care about the storyline too much. Um, and then when we got to the spicy scenes, it's like, oh yeah, there's supposed to be spicy scenes here. So let me enjoy this while we're in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just like this weird kind of, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it overall. It just, it didn't, I didn't like it as much as I think stock by the Kraken. Um, but also to be fair, to be fair though, and I will say this is, this is the big asterisk on it. The more of these I read, the more I have to compare. Right. And the right. more critical right. I can be. So like when it's just one book, I'm like, Oh, this was fine. I enjoyed it. But if I read three, I'm like, well, now I can see like this to this really well, this to this pretty poorly, blah, blah, blah. So I think my, my, my judgment of these is going to get tougher as we go on. Um, whereas, like, you're if gonna, I read this one first, you're going to be an critic wow. now. You're, you're, here's, <laughs> here's the biggest, here's the biggest, like, indication of why I didn't love this book. The first sexy scene we got was, I think, uh, chapter five. Yeah, it was about twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's way to too long to go. Like, whereas, like, desperate measures, it was like page two. She's like talking <laughs> about his cock or whatever, you know. I'm like, all right, I'm here for. It. Let's do this. But five chapters in. Is like, I mean, that's a whole book in some 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 parts of the book, you know? Wow. So. Wow. wow. I, that's actually one thing I was thinking about. I was like reading it and I was like, I'm like 20% in. Where's the sex? Is, is this a sex book? Wow. It's called four, foreplay. All right. Yeah. I I, I had no so problem work no, with it's the called exposition. foreplay. It's called okay, exposition. Yeah. yeah. It set the tone. I feel like it Thank paid you. off in the end. Thank you. I feel like it paid off. Like we got a very well connected couple in that first scene. So I don't know. So I get as what for you're me, saying, the- Rico just clearly has no taste and just wants. 
I don't know. Demons aren't my thing, apparently. I don't like demons. Okay, so, at, but you like krakens? Tentacles? There were tentacles in this book. I thought of you. I was like, I bet you Rico's happy now. <laughs> I'm more excited for the sequel because of the cover. I'll just say that. Wow, okay. Emma, uh, no. Emma and what, what did you think, Emma? So as for me, uh, I think it's very obvious going in, I like this book, given that this is the second time I've read it, and I asked all of you guys to read it. Um, I really fucking love this book. I, You know what? Second time around, I love this book. This is probably one of my favorite erotica novels that I've ever read. Um, I think, unlike Rico, I think it has a great balance of plot and sex. Uh, I think the timing on it is done really well. The The I hardest agree. part of the book for me to personally to get through is about those first, you know, 80 to 100 pages. But like that, the getting up to like the main plot really getting started is a little bit of a slog for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think that's where she really hits her stride once the, the yeah. main plot starts. I did think about, because this is my second time reading, I was thinking about the things that I knew were going to happen in this book. You know, obviously, I don't remember every single beat of the story. But the way I realized as I was looking forward to things that were going to happen or I knew things that were going to happen, I time out like what's coming and what's what hasn't happened yet by the sex scenes. I was like, okay, we haven't gotten to the church scene yet. It's like, okay, we haven't gotten to the nipple scene yet. I was like, okay, we haven't gotten to it. So like, I was like, everything, my benchmarks in this book are all of the sex scenes. So they're very memorable because I did remember all of them. And so at a certain point, I was like, okay, I think that was the last one. Wait, no, we haven't seen this yet. And then I was like, okay, that's the last one. Um, But I really, really like the plot in this. Um, I'm really invested in it. Uh, This was a thinly veiled excuse for me to reread this book so that I can then read the second book, uh, which I'm, I'm very excited to read. So this is an easy four out of five for me. I love this book. Wow, you raved about it and then still four out of five. Oof. It's not perfect. If those first hundred pages weren't so kind of hard That's to get fair. through, I think it even feels like the writing is weaker in the first part. It feels a little bit more. And we'll get into this more when we get out of the non-spoiler stuff. Um, although it's the first bit, so it's not a huge thing. But the main character is a YouTuber and like in the most annoying way. And so like I don't care that her YouTube channel isn't doing well and like she's annoyed because she's a paranormal investigative YouTuber and all the all the successful channels are faking it and she's real. And I was like, I don't care about any of this whining that you're doing right now. And then once we got past you're that, like, get to the sex, get to yeah. the demon sex. And to yeah. be fair, I think maybe the like I think maybe like YouTuber as a character maybe just isn't my favorite thing because I had the same problem yeah. with Hank Green's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. Like the fact that that was like very clearly about a YouTuber, I was like, I don't really care about the YouTuber part of this. It was the everything else that I like. So maybe that's just yeah. maybe, as I think it's just me not wanting to read about YouTubers. <laughs> that That's totally fair. I, I also didn't love that. I kind of forgot that that did drop off at a certain point. Like it stopped being about her channel. Yeah, yeah. Bigger we'll things get to were at stake. Yes, once, yeah. once other things started happening, she stopped caring about her YouTube channel, which meant I could stop caring about it, which I was happy about. Yeah. I think it was just also, laying her, laying the ground for her yeah. doing this investigation stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it probably didn't have to I, go as in-depth. Like I said, <laughs> exposition, not foreplay. Wow. <laughs> okay, Rico. But I think, it, again, it paid off in the book where, like, it made sense why all of this was happening to her. Because, like, she was doing dumb YouTube paranormal activity shit kind of stuff. But I will say, just kind of to your point, Emma, about, like, the writing not being as strong at the beginning. There was, I remember highlighting, like, one of their first interactions, like, with their banter and flirting. And I was like, like, it was a a little cheesy. 
Um, let's see if I can like find the page number because I was specifically like, if the rest of the book is like this, I cannot get through it. But it it totally turned around after that. Like it's yeah. like she started that at like, let's say it took her two years. Like this was the first month of writing, and the rest of it got so much better. Um, I think on that on that same note, while you're looking for that, um, yeah. the first time that we get the male point of view, the first time we get Leon's point of view, it it recaps or rewrites something we had immediately seen from Ray's point of view, which was like. I hate seeing that. I hate when like if I read something from one person's point of view and then it switches point of view and I reread the same thing I just read. I can't oh, stand mm-hmm. that. But it's the only no, time she does that. That very first time is the only time that ever happens. And then she gets out of it. So it's like, I don't know what happened, but like she really hit her stride about, you know, 15 percent. I agree. Of the book. Yeah. So so I have I don't know what locate my Kindle like I did something to the setting. So I don't know like what actual page number this is, but it's like. 400 out of 6,000 on the Kindle. Um, but she says, like, don't judge me, but there was something about a mean voice that got me hot. And I was like, that's just so oh, yeah. cheesy. That's like at the very beginning, like yeah. they're meeting on campus for the yeah. first time. It's literally the and first like, thing he says to her. That's her first thought. Yeah, exactly. And then like, shit, exactly my type of too pretty for their own good asshole. And I was like, Oh no, this can't be the book. Emma would never <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, this can't this can't be it. Um and I highlighted a few more excerpts from like the rest of the chapter um of their dialogue that I was like, ugh, bleh, bleh. Like cheesy, gagging, ew. Um, not in a good way. So yeah, no, we need to move on. Um but yeah, so I, I was I was very impressed though with like the wittiness and the banter again after like the first 20% of the book, like a plus dialogue. So three, opinion. three out of the four of us. It sounds like pretty much enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Rigo's a little <laughs> on the fence. Not so much, not so much. It was, it was a book. It was fine. No, it was maybe, if, it, maybe if he was I a will say, I mean, or I'll, vampire. I'll add though, the sex scenes were great. Like all, all the okay, sex scenes, right. I, had a, I had a fantastic time with them. Absolutely. I mean, it yes. was set for the nipple one. The nipple one, I was a little, iffy about um but overall i really enjoy the sex scenes and so that's kind of like i wish there was more of that just give me more of that i don't need the story it was pretty well written and so before before we get out of the non-spoiler and we get into the spoiler the the one thing that i want to add the the reason that i think a the sex scenes are so good besides the fact that i I just think she writes good smut i think she writes good erotica um what really sells it for me personally and this is i think i think i've talked about in both of our previous episodes is that the number one thing for me is always consent even if I'm not mm-hmm. into what's happening personally, if I can tell that both parties are enthusiastically consensual, I'm into it. And she writes consent so so well. well. I'm like, if the demon from hell can make sure that everything <laughs> that's happening is consensual, nobody else has a fucking excuse because he yeah. makes sure she knows her safe word. He asks her about it multiple times throughout the book. He checks in with her. There's aftercare. Like th- she writes consent like so so beautifully and still makes it sexy and it's just like that immediately sells it so hard for me i'm i'm on it this book is like chef's kiss female gaze for erotica like this everything you said like yes ditto agree like that's why i was like i think like even though it wasn't my cup of tea it was still enjoyable to read because of the way that she wrote it and the way that these characters were like working through it together. Um, And you really felt that bond and the trust like build throughout the book. So like 
even though Rico didn't like the plot, like I think it was integral to their sex scenes being as successful as they were because they like were actually growing a relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like this takes us into spoiler territory. It like, does. Are we, are we all done with non-spoilers? Are we, for the, the listeners, are we ready to move on to spoilers? Let's, Let's get to the good stuff. Ready. It looks yeah. like we are. <laughs> uh, so we've kind of we've kind of talked around the plot a little bit, um, but the overarching plot being essentially about this, this cult that is beholden to a god that lives essentially beneath, not Seattle, but close enough to, to be on the coast. Um, and Ray, our main character, I'm like inadvertently stumbling upon something that would eventually lead to her own human sacrifice. And I feel like the plot worked. I feel like the plot worked really, really well. It was more thought out than Twilight. I mean, R Rico's not so sure. No, I think the I think the plot worked. Storyline worked. It, it, it just I don't know. I just felt like. If you take the sex scenes out and just added more plot to make the story just a good story, I would have loved it. But I felt like I wanted more from the plot or more from the sex. That that was really it. As like they both were well done. I just so the, the, the balance just didn't work out for you. For me, for me, yeah. Hmm. But it's I like okay, the everybody plot. gets to be wrong sometimes. Everybody yeah, gets to be wrong sometimes. This, this, yeah, I'll <laughs> let you know when it happens. Um, I was for, I was excited for a quick second. This is going back to the fucking tentacle thing, even though it's super not not. <laughs> on purpose but like i've You're i digging I, yourself deeper i know i know but i thought for a second we're gonna go like real lovecrafting with this mm -hmm. and i was like am i reading lovecraftian smut because i'm kind of excited about that like i never <laughs> thought that i'd ever read lovecraftian smut but maybe here we are and we didn't quite get there but i was excited for that. one of the things that i really liked is that it's a good um like there's a lot of eldritch horror which mm -hmm. I really like. Like those monsters were nasty mm -hmm. and fucking weird, and I was into it. Not in that way, in in the horror <laughs> way. The other stuff was a different matter. But you don't got to explain. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought the Eldritch horror was really really interesting. Again, once yeah. we got past the yeah, kind of sure. like whiny YouTuber, like once there was actual like conflict and danger, and I think it was a good, I, I like how she mixed both that part of it and the very human aspect of like the people that are running this cult. Um, like Jeremiah was a pretty good villain. He was the worst. All the characters are great, I think. I, I, I loved all the characters. Like I can't really think of one that didn't play their role well. Yeah, honestly, they all felt pretty real Yeah, for characters. Like, we all know a Jeremiah and Victoria, like, evil fraternal twin combo. Mm -hmm. Come on. Even thinking back to, like, the, the way that their father essentially, quote unquote, runs it down because he's the rich guy that has donated so much to various organizations and schools that, like, everybody knows who he is and he could do whatever he wanted. Okay, but Ray is still really annoying. <laughs> so, like, even as the True. book hits its stride, you never yeah. got over it. You still thought she was annoying the whole time? Okay, yes. <laughs> They they mention it, it. It's mentioned fairly often that she has no sense of self preservation. Yes. Mm, yeah. And and it. I would. I expected at some point for her to have a little bit, but not once. Not, not once. Not even once. a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I was looking through the reviews, and there was one that um that that like summed it up really well. That just said Ray is T S T L. Ray is too, too stupid, stupid to live. To live. <laughs> <laughs> and 
like, well, why? Yeah, she still sold her, like, in the end, like, she did give her soul away, so. That was like, yeah. okay, sure, what is one thing that was self-preservation? No, I mean, like, that was still stupid. Like, if you think of, like, now you're tied to a demon forever. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the only thing that saved her life, though. <laughs> but, but it was her like, everlasting yeah, it, it her life. That one was necessary. It, I mean, and she yeah. waited until she had to. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. more worried about the blood infection she absolutely got oh, from being carved open and then swimming through that mine. <laughs> like, she's going to live through all of this, and then she's going to die of some horrible infection that leads to sepsis. <laughs> That's book two. But now that she's tied to the demon and like she'll live forever as long as he lives, like is she gonna be fine? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't that. know. And I do wish that it explored more of that because I don't actually know what it means. Like, and I feel like to her credit, like she was not gonna give her soul up because he never really explained what it means to give her or give him her soul. At no point did he really tell her what that meant. Like, does that mean that she dies does that mean that she lives forever does that mean that she goes to hell with him like he never explained it and to be fair the book never really explains it we're just kind of like no, he wants her wait. soul to own it no i swear there's a point where he, he like for like a little bit like he gave us a little bit of it and that it was like now you can come like if you sell your if you give me your soul like you can come with me to hell yeah and then like you can't you wouldn't be tarnished by age like he said something like that to her hmm um it was all very um like indirect explanation it wasn't very like transparent like so okay once so this is how you do it and this is how this is yeah yeah for for a guy who's really about consent like he really wasn't actually good about that on the soul part um but to be fair luckily humans don't give our souls to things that i'm aware of so he's not modeling (laughs) any bad behavior there um but still, yeah, I was like, wait, she doesn't even know how to do it. And I'm like, oh, she has to carve up her body for that? Okay, that would have been good to know. Right up until that point, one. I assumed it was a verbal thing. I assumed she just had to say that, like, I gave Yeah, I thought it was verbal. Yeah. I didn't know it was, like, a name in the flesh. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's yeah. Carving the name into you is more of, like, a ritualistic type thing. No, it made oh. sense once it happened, yeah. But I, was but like, I do oh, have I do it. have a question though that's kind of connected to that. I, we're kind of jumping all, all over the entire story, but in the I'm end, sure. like, has Jeremiah carved all the stuff on her chest? So I didn't understand. Like, isn't that him carving into her chest saying that she is now for the god? Like, it, she is the god's uh, sacrifice. It, it talked about a few times that souls had to be given willingly. So she okay. willingly gave her soul to Leon, which overrode whatever had been done against her will for the god. Got That's it. That's how I okay. interpreted that. Yeah, because I, 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 I remember reading that, but at the same time, I didn't know. Like, I didn't. I didn't quite understand. <laughs> Honestly, of everything, speaking of that that ending scene of everything, her having to swim through that mine and not knowing where the surface was probably stressed me out more than anything else in this. I book. agree. She was like seconds away from drowning because she was like, I don't know where this tunnel ends or if I'm going to have enough air or if it ever ends. Stress me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. But it tells you how good she wrote it, that we were yeah. scared. So, yeah, as as a um, so like 
going back to comparing it to other books that we've read. So before this, we've read um, Desperate Measures and we've read Stock by the Kraken. So Desperate mm-hmm. Measures is definitely a novella. Um, Stock by the Kraken, I think, is probably also a novella, right? Like it's about yeah, it was length. really short. Yeah. Right. Um, this is a full length novel, and so as such, it has more sex, I think, than probably both of them a little bit more. Um, but it also has a much much bigger plot. And it takes a lot longer. So this one, the 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 physical book, I was going to estimate how long it is, but uh, it's right in my lap. So the physical book is about 450 pages as opposed to mm-hmm. Desperate Measures, which is, you know, maybe 100. Um, so how did you guys like le- reading an erotica novel that's like full length as opposed to the shorter ones? I still felt like it went by pretty quickly. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't feel as long as some other 450 page books I've read. And I don't know if that's just the nature of the, the genre or, or if it was like large mm-hmm. type. <laughs> I have no idea. I think, I think Rico was just doing this. He was like, when do when do they mention cock again? Okay, okay, okay. Now we're, here, we're back. So I think he was just <laughs> skipping around. So that's probably why it went a little faster for him. It definitely no, it's is okay. large type and the, the formatting is uh, it's like the, the way the paragraphs are formatted. There's a lot of things about this book where you can tell that it's self-published. And I think the formatting is one of those. Um, so it's a little longer than probably it would be otherwise, but it's it's definitely over like 120,000 words. I don't know. It felt like a quick read to me for yeah. for being a 400 some page book. Uh, normally that takes me longer than a week, but I finish it in a week. So again, a testament to probably how well this was written slash interesting. I have a fun question for everybody. Not Rico. Fun question for everybody. What was, What was your favorite sex scene? Who wants to go first here? Rico? I don't know. Hold on. Let me go back to the right notes. <laughs> yeah. Which, which one did you we've highlight? Got, we've got what? Uh, the the <laughs> cemetery sex scene, the very first one. Yeah. Lay the, them out the, for us. The non-sex scene, the very first interaction is the one outside the bar with uh, him and mm. Zane is there. But the first sex scene is what? The, um, the cemetery. And then there's them at her house on her coffee table. You've got them at her house when he punishes her you've got them at the party the halloween party there's uh oh, what's after that? the hotel room which is the uh nipple piercing which i think was probably rico's least favorite by far it sounds like it was Wait, also yours i thought there were two hotels hotel i ones. think there like are one, i think there's one, one when, when they, they get, get there, there. uh-huh and then one with the nipple piercing yeah I like the nipple piercing sex scene in theory. Like I like what it represented and I can get once I, I got over my initial, like the thought of piercing somebody's nipple where they are actively riding a dildo just seems very not, it's not safe. safe. And and like, I just feel like stand still, please. While I do this, like I just felt like there was, it was weird. Once I got over that, I'm like, well, the idea of pain and pleasure mixing together at the same time, and, like I yeah I liked it after that but it was just like kind of yeah. I did appreciate that he was very careful to a disinfect both of the needles he used two separate needles and they were in like she was she was pretty good on the sanitation as much as you could be for like an at home piercing in the yeah. middle of sex which yeah. I appreciated I hope nobody went home not not here but <laughs> listeners I hope nobody goes home and does that after reading this book please, like, don't. please go to a license 
tattooer, needle, You know what? Piercer, he had pierced yeah. the tongue before. It was fine. He could do nipples. He pierced one tongue. He was fine. He's got it. But that was a demon. He even said like, oh, you know, like, yeah, it was a demon. I didn't have to worry about infection yeah. as much as I do for a human. Hopefully you don't get an infection. I was like, also nipple piercings just in general get really crusty. Yes. Like over time because it's just a weird spot. And, and now that she's been swimming in that nasty ass well, mine, yeah. you know they're infected. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, that you're not supposed to go swimming everything. for like weeks after a piercing and tattoo. It also made Same. it sound like she wasn't that sensitive from it. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that she would not want anything to touch that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she was wearing a bra like the next day. It's like absolutely not. Yeah, I don't not. think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> Immediately, no. <laughs> yeah, Bella, favorite sex scene? Go to Laura first. I'm still, I'm st- <laughs> still trying to figure out which one is like the one that I like. Laura, I sexy? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I would say probably. I think I liked the urgency that came from the uh, the cemetery one. The very first one, because that was the first one. So like, there was a lot of buildup. Yeah, but it also felt really short. It was a very short scene. Yeah. Because that was, they had just been attacked by that Eldritch thing. He was not really covered in ick, but there was some of it there. Like, yeah. there was, it was at like the height of adrenaline. Things had been happening. She was scared. Yeah. 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 I think it would have to be between like the cemetery and the coffee table scene. The coffee table scene was, was pretty good too. Was solid. Yeah. I gotta say, I think of all of them, my favorite in terms of, it's funny, my favorite because I because I value consent so highly, mine ended up being the CNC, the consensual non-consent scene at the Halloween party, because he's so mm, good I did like that one about too. like yeah. checking in with her. Like he specifically makes her say the word before they start. And he's like, what's That's the true. word that makes it stop? And she says it. And he's like, okay, just FYI, like it reminds her that like the word stop no you know get off of me like none of that will work here like what's the word and so i was like i'm sold i'm sold on this i never like cnc is not something that interests me at all it's not something that i'm into at all but like the way that she wrote it and the way that he was very careful about it again like it all comes down to his his uh because they even she even has him talk about how like how important free will is to demons and like Mm because because ray herself is like it's kind of weird that you as the demon are so like into consent he's like no that's like the only thing we're into I, I know. Yeah. Apparently, demons no, are for me. I really think the more <laughs> that like we read smut, and again, this is only two books in, but I think consent is a really big point for me. To where I'm like, this is not mm-hmm. my cup of tea, but if there is consent, like it works. Um, like I get it. So, Jason, I don't think I ever officially answered. I think the punishment scene was my. Favorite oh, the punishment scene. was uh, solid. It was a good one. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah, that's how, it's really hard to pick because I feel like all of them were just a little bit different from one another that like I liked them in different ways. Like the cemetery was very much like the anticipation, right? Like the build up to that moment. The coffee table was just like she didn't expect. Hadn't it been a while since they saw each other or something? I don't remember if that was that one or the punishment one. Um and then the punishment was just like a whole new level for them. And then Halloween was again, it had been a while. And again, slightly different new things for them. Everything was just a little bit new each time. So I don't know. It kept, kept reading and engaged. 
And I like how she writes um, what they both get out of their dynamic. Cause it's a very, you know, it's not yes. exactly your picture perfect poster of a BDSM relationship, but it has a lot of those dynamics and she goes very much into what they each get out of that and why they each enjoy that. So like with Ray, there's this, I can't remember which scene it, I think it actually is the punishment scene where Ray essentially slips into subspace, that like headspace that, that being submissive in that relationship gives her and why that's so pleasurable for her. While um, with Leon, I think specifically after the Halloween party scene, it talks about what he gets out of. He's like working out his nervous energy on her in a way that she enjoys and that is good for both of them. And it's like able to, because of mm -hmm. that, because of, he was able to work out that aggression in a healthy way for the two of them, he's able to then go on and do the rest of the scene, which is when he has to go face the room that he was kept in for so long and, you know, it doesn't break him. Um, so I, I like, so on, on the surface of it, there is a level of like paranormal romance, monster romance, but it is still a very like human depiction of BDSM relationships, mm -hmm. which I think mm -hmm. she did really well. Agreed. Speaking Agreed. of, speaking of monster romance, do we classify this as monster romance? Because he's got a demon dick. It's, it's a little, it's a little different. Just know. a little different, different enough. Different yeah. Enough. I mean, I would also the claws, like there's the claw stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I would I would consider it a monster romance. It wasn't. Totally I don't think so. Even. I don't think I would consider a monster. How monstrous does it have to be? Yeah. Okay. Think, well, think about the cover of the book. Yeah. We he he never wears that. No, so, but the 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 pre the cult people do. Funny you should mention that because I read this book and it wasn't until like weeks after I read it I even noticed there was a shirtless man on the cover. Didn't even yeah. see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did not even see it. And then I went, what the fuck? Because all I saw was the little skull thing. And then I was like some little swirls some little designs. And I had to like look closer and be like, that's a shirtless man. That's a never, nipple never right there. Mm-hmm. That was my same reaction on Goodreads. I saw it a bunch of times on Goodreads, either maybe from you or from other people. But I just saw the title. I saw the skull. I'm like, okay, it's a spooky kind of book, whatever. And then I saw the shirtless man. I'm like, oh, oh. It's that kind of book. <laughs> that okay. kind of spooky. Okay, I get it now. So he doesn't have he doesn't have a skull mask, but he is to me just as frightening because he's a blonde stoner smoker dude. This guy is a fuckboy. I had to physically like move past the character descriptions of Leon because he's just like he's just a fuckboy. And I was like, yeah. I'm choosing to substitute your reality for my own. You don't look like this. Okay, well, he's not blonde well, in my yeah. I pictured like shoulder length, like dark hair. Oh no! Okay, so dark who, hair, but not shoulder length. What kind of person were you picturing then? Well, I don't picture anything. So <laughs> right, right. I know, I know. But okay, so what? What like? Let's say what actor would you? He's picture? just dark haired. Like honestly, like he's dark haired and he doesn't taste like smoke. <laughs> that was all that matters. Like he's a smoker, and so I know he constantly fucking like whenever she's making out with him, he tastes like whatever he was smoking, and he's blonde. No, he's not. No, he's not. I simply refuse. I have a, I think from when I was reading this book, I sent a friend of mine the meme that's Schmidt from New Girl. He's like, a white man. No. And I took out the white and put blonde. And now we use it all the time. A blonde man. No. <laughs> Absolutely See, I have, not. I have friends who like exclusively enjoy like blonde, like dark, twisted, blonde mask people, you know? Mm. That's just their vibe is blonde folks. And I'm like, you know what? To each their own. 
definitely not my my flavor. Not my own. Fair enough. Yeah. I did not picture him blonde at all. I, I didn't picture him at all, really. <laughs> and she's just like, she's just like super goth. She's like black hair, black lipstick, lots of eyeliner, pale. Yeah, I, om- I almost like switched them. Like she had blonde hair at times when I was like, wait, what does this character look like? Um, I don't know why. Probably because she had no self-preservation and I was like... <laughs> stereotyping her i don't know i'm picturing like little scared blonde girl but i was like no that's right she's a dark-haired goth like glasses okay okay Hmm. we have left out we we've left out the most important character in the book and that's cheesecake oh cheesecake cheesecake so precious leon was sold as the perfect male love interest here the second that he saved cheesecake i was gone i was gone me too that's all i needed he was like, no, demons like cats. We have them in hell. I was about to put the book down if Cheesecake was dead. <laughs> I was going to be like, not reading this. I love how much, like, she was so conscious of the fact that Ray had a cat at all times that, like, if Ray was going to be gone for more than a day, she made sure to write in, like, I texted Anaya that she, you know, to come get Cheesecake. Or um, So realistic, yeah. When, like, the Eldritch were coming for her, or the Eld were coming for her, and it specifically mentioned she takes the time to run upstairs and get the cat in a harness so she can get him in his car. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't have done the harness. Point, I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, this is the best character in this whole fucking book. And the fact that he he was ready to fight those things. <laughs> I love My you. favorite scene was when um Ray had Leon in the circle and then Cheesecake comes over and just says what a cat does and just loops <laughs> around and just messes up the circle. I'm like, oh cheesecake. You, that was that was beautiful excellent. Mess. I love it. That's <laughs> that was so, excellent. That's so accurate. Like, oh, what is this? I'm just gonna mess it up really quick. Just let me just and well, it's like- no, he 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 messed with the cat's mind, first of all. But yeah, that was the perfect use of the cat. And it was so like it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was such a ridiculous thing to have her have this like perfect summoning circle but then the cat messes up but it made sense in the context of the story and like she had built the relationship between cheesecake and leon Mm -hmm. enough that you believe it was so fucking good the relationship between those two and that cat it was the most believable thing in this book i loved it so much (laughs) it was a good fucking book it was was so cute yeah it's it's like any it's like um oh what's the meme i'm blanking on it but like just like badass dad and like new kid like you know like mandalorian and grogu just like this guy who's gruff and like i don't care about anything but oh here's this tiny thing that i'm gonna protect with my life this cat yeah this cat cat and he like goes out and fights the eld and comes back he's like beat all to hell he's limping he's like shoulders torn open and he's like i had to be careful because i had the cat Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i love that as he was like like I like cats. I've always been fond of them. And if this cat will make her heart break, I have to save this cat. And I was like, oh, yes. The hero we all need. He is by far my favorite uh, main male character in any, any of these books I've read. And what I loved about LaRue's writing of Leon was that she made it a point to say that Leon and demons as a whole are like really capable of love. Like they are, they're able to love. I feel like a lot of the male characters in some of the other books I've read, the love is just really possessiveness. Like, I don't really right. feel a whole lot of yeah. love. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just, I just own you. That's just what it is. Right. But in this book, I really felt like Leon was capable of loving and wanted to love. 
his feelings for was Zane, you know, I forget what the line was, but he said something like, I love you, you idiot or something. Um, I love you too, you idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really loved their relationship with each other as yeah. well. That was so cool. Yeah. And Leon with the cat, obviously like, he's like okay, so I, I bought this. It, it's not just he's possessive. It's not that, oh, I own you. No, he actually can fully love. And I bought it and I accepted that. And I really appreciated that. One of my favorite lines about Leon that I noted uh, in my Kindle here, because I was also reading the ebook, um, was so on that note of like being a demon, but also being with this person, he says, I'd gladly admit I was generally a dick, but Ray made me want to be nice to her. Only to her. Everyone else could get fucked. And I was like, that's that's the perfect characterization here. I love a morally great character. Well, and he also does think back on the last person that he actually loved was back in 1755. Oh, right. Just like the one line, I think maybe kind of referenced it a couple of times, but I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And he's got, he's got this tragic backstory where like he, he was in love with that guy. I think it was in France and then he got summoned and he was stuck wherever, you know, whoever had summoned him. And by the time he was able to kill that person and get back, it had been many years. The guy had died and he never even found his grave. And so, like, he's got this tragic backstory about, like, you know, he's got reasons that he would hold back from something like that. And even um, thinking to the fact that he's been stuck underground and, like, a slave to these people for the last Mm -hmm. hundred years. And he's so full of anger and he has no idea what to do with any of that. He's just angry and vicious all of the time. And now he's like, and now I have a reason not to be angry. I don't really know what to do with that, but I'm figuring it out. He's great. He's a demon, but he's great. He's a nice man. I also like that uh, he is bisexual. Yes. And that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he. She even asked, she's like, are all demons like this? And he's like, well, like, you live forever. There is no reason you would not yeah. be. If you yeah. live for that long and you're straight. Nope. What? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think we talked really... about that in uh, a dowry of blood, too. Yeah. I'm interested to see more of Zane and uh so the book book two is obviously Juniper and Zane and I'm curious how much Leon makes an appearance in that and if he makes an appearance in that so was anyone else expecting a threesome scene between Zane and Leon okay yeah 100% yeah okay because I was kind of like wait that's what was being brought and that did not pay out what is going on maybe it will in the other books who knows? Yeah, that's true. Maybe there's a whole orgy in the other book. I don't know. That might be too much for me right now to think about, but we'll see. I'll read the book. I can definitely you know. see because I don't know how much of, so the second book, Her Soul for Revenge, I don't know how much of that is like back in time telling the story that's already happened between Juniper and Zane and how that's much true. is going further. Um, but I could definitely see some sort of Polly, Juniper and Zane and Leon and Ray going on because they're all by as far as we know. Juniper is the only one we don't know for sure. But it seems that they're all by. So I'm, 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 I, yeah. I, uh, I highlighted um, when we learned that Juniper and Zane had, were working together and together, I highlighted a line and I said, I want to read this story. So I was really excited when I saw the next book is about them. <laughs> yeah, so book two is Juniper and Zane, and book three is Callum and Everly. So I imagine book two is going to be a lot of, because it sounds like what happened was that Zane was sent after, or no, uh, Leon was sent after Juniper. Mm-hmm. He didn't find mm-hmm. her. And it sounds like it's probably because Zane was able to hide her 
So we'll figure out how that happened, mm. where they go from there. She nowhere. obviously was the one that ended up killing everybody. Love that for her. Very excited to see mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last book is book three, whenever that comes out, is going to be Callum and Everly, essentially, I would assume, killing the god and finishing the story. Yeah. Yeah. And they all sound really good. Wait, but I want to know what game Everly and Callum were playing. Right. They were like, let's get back to our game. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And she had like rope marks rope on her ropes. arms. Yeah. Rope. And rope I was play. like, okay, Sabari. let's go back to that one. Yeah. Harley LaRue, I think, has specifically <laughs> <Hi, Rico>. said. <laughs> He's got all the words. Okay. Continue. So Harley LaRue, I think, has specifically said that the dynamic in that book is specifically Daddy Dom Little Girl. Just not my um, favorite. Never mind. But, <laughs> but given that I really enjoyed how she wrote this one, and I guess it'll depend on how I feel about book two, I'm willing to trust yeah. enough to go into that. Mm. Damn it. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of makes sense because he's got to be thousands of years old. Oh, like, yeah. He is thousands of years old. Yeah. And she's what, like 19? Not my favorite dynamic by any means, but, you know. We can we can bend reality but, a little bit. I mean, we get a glimpse like he listens to her, so she was she was the boss in that scene. Yeah, between that scene where he's literally about to murder Leon and all she has to say is his name and he stops. Yeah. And then um Zane even mentioned once before that like the same thing happened to him. He's like, if the witch hadn't called her off or hadn't called him off, like I'd be dead. Um Speaking of, this is completely off topic, but I just said Leon's name and it reminded me of it. I don't have have you any of you guys played Resident Evil 4? Nope. No. Oh, wonderful. So in Resident Evil 4, for anybody who's listening, um, you play as Leon and you're it's basically a glorified escort mission. And this will go to your point, Laura, about thinking Ray was really annoying. Um, the es- the person that you're escorting in that game is named Ashley, and she is the most fucking annoying woman I have ever encountered in a video game. And she spends the entire game screaming, Leon! Leon, help me! Leon, save me! The entire time. And so every time Ray got in trouble, I could just hear Ashley's (laughs) annoying little voice screaming, Leon, help me! Leon, save me! Oh my god. And now I just keep hearing it. Well, I'm glad I haven't played that then. For our listeners, I'm on my third glass of wine, by the way. If it sounds like I'm jumping around a lot probably why oh, i thought that was the same glass of wine no, i was like, really nursing that this glass is of my wine. third glass oh of no wine. well done yeah well done i i i've, wow. I've caught I've, I've i've seen emma pouring more <laughs> i have not been paying attention <laughs> i'm so on the we... same drink but i had a couple shots before we recorded so i appreciate it oh. <laughs> so we've we've talked i believe around a lot of the plot without getting too much into it but at this point we're into spoilers i think the assumption is that either you've read the book or you're not super interested in reading the book so you don't mind spoilers um or spoilers don't ruin it for you because there's a lot going on in this book that's crazy to me because like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna experience something movies TV shows books I better not see a single thing like I will avoid synopses people who aren't bothered by spoilers are stronger than I can ever hope to be Jason wow there's, there's there are certain things yeah I'm on Rico's side here there are certain things like books that you could not ruin unless you like straight up and came out and were like this person dies or this person is mutilated like you can't ruin it for me because there's so much in between. Yeah. That it's still a journey to get exactly, there. Exactly. That's my thought. Journey, not the, yeah. the, journey, not the uh, destination. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to know, you know, somebody dies, 
right? Somebody, someone's bored, whatever. Big plot moments that obviously change a series or a character or whatever. But um, like if you told me like, oh, she gets her nipples pierced, I'd be like, okay. Like that doesn't tell Looking me anything. I can't but, read it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll still read it. You didn't ruin it for me. Um, yeah. So. So it sounds like, Bella, you're definitely going to read the second book. Uh, Laura and Rico, Obviously, how are you guys feeling yeah. about continuing? Oh, yeah? I already ordered right. it. It's going to be Saturday. Ah! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Laura. That's what I love to hear. I finished it okay. last night and I was like, You're corrupting us one look, book at a time, Emma. Let me look up the second book. Oh, I can order. Okay, ordered. <laughs> I'm so glad you two loved this book. It was, it was. I was very surprised by how much I liked it. Yes, really, truly. Rigo, are you going to continue? I don't know yet. I don't. I don't have a strong urge to. Um, mostly because it looks like it might be the same story, or not the same story, but like concurrently to this story, right? Right. Like right. Two different characters, and so I'm like, well, how much do I care about their story along this? Um, I, I don't know you, yet. You think you might just skip to book three whenever that comes out? Well, no, I have to, I'm a completist. If I'm going to continue, I'm going to read all of them. Uh, <laughs> but Jason, the next one has tentacles on the cover. I mean, I added it to my maybe. Like, I added it to my tentacle <laughs> uh, list, so we'll see. So, but, yes, uh, for anybody oh so for anybody who is listening to this, um, the second book is called Her Soul for Revenge. And the very first time Harley LaRue posted the cover for that, teasing the release, I got real worried real fast because there are fucking tentacles on that book and i i don't know i don't know because the love interest in that is zane it's juniper and zane there shouldn't be anything involving tentacles and i get that like the main big bad god has tentacles mm -hmm. and that's probably all it's referencing but i was real worried as soon as i saw it, i was like i better not see I don't like that Rico is wiggling his eyebrows right now, <laughs> folks who can't see the uh, the visual to this audio. I don't it makes me uncomfortable, Rico. <laughs> How much you enjoy tentacles? But he's saying he's not gonna read I'm it. I'm just kidding. I know, I know. He's I'm just like, giving you crap for it. I like yeah, leaning into it. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who won't read like she won't even consider reading anything if there is a mention of tentacles if there's a tentacle on the cover there's a book that we were looking at that she can't read because there's an octopus on the cover and she's like if there's a tentacle i don't care i'm not touching wow. it like she is like the most anti-tentacle person i've ever seen i was like nobody show her this cover she can't she can't see it see i would have thought that that was me until we read stalked by the kraken and then i was like you know what it's not as bad as i thought i can't go kinkier than this like tentacles are still a no-go this was fine. This was tolerable. But like, damn, can't you? Because I had to give it the benefit of the doubt. We had to talk about it. So. All right. Well, I'm really glad that you guys, for the most part, liked it. Rigo was okay with it. To be fair, I nobody disliked it. And that is a win True. for me. Um, Rico just wanted more sex scenes, which again I think says a lot about the quality yeah. of the sex scenes. Yeah. What great. I what I liked is to Laura's earlier point, this didn't feel like it was just a series of words between sex scenes, which is what mm -hmm. we kind of I think what all of us thought about just desperate measures was like it was just like a series of things yeah. that were just getting you sex scene to sex scene to sex scene. Um, it felt like the sex scenes in this were very deliberately placed. Because I think a lot of times one of the problems that I run into in this um, with with books like this is like, especially when you have something like this book where there is a big overarching like world ending life threatening plot and you're like, why are you fucking right now? Y'all don't have time for this. Like, what are you doing? Like, you could be doing literally anything <laughs> else 
to stop from this thing that's going to kill mm. you, but you've taken the time to, and at no point did I feel like that with this book. I didn't feel like. No, they, it was placed appropriately. Right. And even when they're, the, the two in the hotel room specifically were like, he clearly starts to initiate sex and she makes sure to ask, she's like, are we safe here? Is there, is nobody following us? Like we have time for this. And then they engage. And mm. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Believable. Yes. So I'm very happy that you guys like this book. Uh, on my second read of this book, it was just as good as the first time. Even better because I wasn't worried about urine popping up out of nowhere. <laughs> There's a line. Uh, There's a line early in the book where he specifically mentions piss. And I was like, I, this better not turn into water sports. And I was so worried about it the whole book. And so reading it this time, knowing that wasn't going to happen. And he was just going to mention it the one time. We're fine. He even says at one point, he's like, I've done things that you would find so disgusting. Like, I've done things for sexual pleasure that would be so disgusting to you that you would vomit. And she asks him what it, what they are, and he does not elaborate. And I Give appreciated that. that. I didn't that need book. to know. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I will, you can read that. You can read that. I don't want it. And I yeah, appreciate that. You, she like, you can. Yeah, that's all you, Jason. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you can be a podcast of one for that episode. Nope. She ended up, like, creating this balance of, like, making it so that he is much more, I guess you could say sexually adventurous with things than she is, but also not explaining it to the point of, like, turning off readers. She made it work. Mm-hmm. She made it work. Anyway, to uh, conclude that thought, I really like how Harley LaRue like, uh, writes smut and erotica and plot and consent. And uh, I will, in fact, as well as uh, you two, at least, be reading the second book. I actually bought it the second it came out. I was, like, ready for it to come out. And there was an issue with the paperback release where it came out, like, a month later. And I was, like, constantly checking, like, waiting for it to be up. Bought it the second it was out. Haven't read it. It's been a year. It happens. I don't know why. Yeah. I I just just wanted to call out really quickly. I don't know if any of you guys read the acknowledgments at the end. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Did she acknowledge her cats? Yes. Yes, but she also <laughs> she she thanks her husband yep. <laughs> for always being this. willing yeah. to help me test positions before I write them. <laughs> He's a real MVP. Good job. Good for them. Rico's Good like, is that a, is there a job opening? Okay. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, the whole book, the dedication of the book is that it's for her husband. <laughs> I did think that was really weird. I don't know how I'd feel if my spouse wrote this book, it's like dedicated to you. I'm like, oh, leave me out of this. Just do your thing. Maybe I was. <laughs> I saw some. I saw somebody's TikTok, and obviously it's a joke. Um, but it was like her book had come in the mail, and he like threw it on their bed. He was like, "Your your porn came in. Come get me when something good happens." <laughs> like, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> this is what we're putting yeah, on I, now. I do remember I read like one like the one of the first lines to Sander. I was like, "Oh my god, this has escalated very quickly." <laughs> he was like, "That's porn." I was like, "Yes, it's smut." He was like, "What is smut?" And I was like, "It's book porn." And he was like, "That's what you're reading?" I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's erotica." All right, it's high so, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's erotica. Yeah. I will this say, one was I... definitely more erotica than smut. I will say that. Yeah. I will say I cannot stand the word spicy anymore. TikTok it has ruined that ruined word for it. me. Also, like many things, these white book talk talkers uh, don't know the meaning of the word no. spicy. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. 
some of the things they're like three three spice i'm like that's like have you read this book like have you seen that girl that got him said that colleen hoover was the spiciest that she'd ever read i that is the equivalent of like mustard is spicy i like Like, get out of here so hard i left my body get out stick to your ketchup and fucking whole milk so out of out of five out of five chili peppers, what are you what are you rating the spice here? What what are you showing us? I don't I don't know. Spicy spicy margarita. Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> the audio listeners, Jason's very excited about his spicy margarita. Sorry, what, what was your question? In a can. Can. Uh, what what are you rating this out of five chili peppers on your spice scale? Hmm. I actually didn't ask what you guys rated the book overall either. I don't know. You rated it overall out of five. Four out of five, for sure. Nice. Same. Same, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe three point five out of five. Okay, that's higher than I thought you would. To be fair, I thought I thought you were at a solid three. In, nah. All right, for like for spicy like sex scenes, five out of five. For writing and characters, I'd give it like a solid a three. Th- no, I'd give it like a four out of five. Okay. Um, okay. I would say that overall would the, be four. So we just gotta find the, the balance. But the plot. The plot. I give it like a three. So like okay. averaged out, it's like a 3.75 or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Oh my God. All right. All right. Pulling an air yeah. in here. Honestly, better than I expected. Yeah. I was curious because it looks like you do what I do where if for, for this podcast, and I usually do it for book club. If you finish it, you don't put a rating on Goodreads. You very specifically don't rate it before yep. this so we don't see. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. I uh I think I removed my four star, but I was it was already at a four star before we started this. So... But yes, I, I will go back in and, and add the four star. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to finish off this third glass of wine. <laughs> this is really good. What kind of wine are you drinking? It's a uh, barefoot fruit scotto. <laughs> it is a fruit infused okay. moscato, strawberry flavored. Ooh, Bottom classy. shelf, $5.99. Wow. Delicious. Very, very good. <laughs> Available at your local gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Barefoot Fruit Scotto. <laughs> this is me angling for a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get sponsored by some sign, some sort of liquor at this point. We'll look into it. So I think we we talked around a lot of things. This is what happens when you let me host. Uh, we talked around a lot of things, but we, we got to the important stuff, which was, of course, the erotica. Um, I'm really glad that Bella and Laura enjoyed it. I'm glad that Rico enjoyed it more than I thought you would. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do appreciate that. Um, do we know whose turn it is to pick next? It's Bella. Bella's. I am the human sacrifice for the next yeah. episode, and I'm very scared, but it's fine. Do you know? I've told, I've, I've told people I work with about this podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I shouldn't have. <laughs> Do you have an idea it's yet fine. of what you're gonna what you're gonna have us read? I don't know. I feel like I want to. I don't want to do something safe. Um, so I'm gonna try to surprise you guys. Okay. Are you thinking tentacles or like demons? No, absolutely. Vampires, werewolves, robots. I I can't say I can't say that monsters aren't out of the question, but there is a limit for me. Like we're not gonna do like shape of water, tentacles, like none of none of the (laughs) seafaring folk. That's not my thing. Not to be exclusionary to seafaring folk kinks, but that's not for me. Um 
I don't know. I might I might ask Emma for some help. I might be reaching out to you for some recs. But... I will say, we've talked about the Double Dick Dragon book multiple times in the chat now. No. Sorry, that's a no <laughs> for me. <laughs> also, like, bestiality, even from a fantasy angle, is a no for me. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I don't really know very new to this world. So I, this is the second book I've ever read. So we're going to take a deep dive into the internet and see what kind of smut erotica I can find. Oh, yeah. so, all right. Deep dive, all right. Cool. Oh, have fun with that. I don't know how to outro this. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I got this. I got this. So, listeners, as we come to the end of this, if you've read the book, let us know what your thoughts are on our socials. We are at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Don't forget to find us there. I was gonna say guest host plugs, but we're we're all we're all regular hosts. <laughs> so uh <laughs> plug yourself. You, you I mean, your yeah, own, plug you your, your you stuff. actually do more like regular book stuff, so don't forget to remember. You that. can find myself and more recommendations, perhaps. Perhaps like this one, perhaps not. I'm going to go more on the not side. I don't have a lot that are that are on this route. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Biblioskies and uh, on TikTok at Emma Skies. Uh, anybody else have their socials they would like to plug? It's hey. so a resounding no from everybody else. All right, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm the only one. So follow me on TikTok, everybody. And, yeah, uh, for, for the romance wrecks <laughs> or the erotica wrecks, that's definitely not my wheelhouse, so... Anyway, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for enjoying three glasses of wine with me. And uh, we'll see you next time for Bella's pick. Stay tuned. <laughs> Good night. Shit We've Read After Dark is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, Bella Romero, and Emma Skies, with an introduction by Jessalee Lee Windhouse and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bylo Network. Visit bylonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. 